Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson. So glad that you're here with us here today on Thursday, November 17th. 2022. As always, Lockdown Blue Devils is your daily podcast devoted to everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. Fun show planned for you today. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you get them. Also watch the show each and every day on YouTube as we continue to climb towards that 1,000 subscriber mark. That's our ultimate goal at the end of the day, and we appreciate your support and helping us get there. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Duke football, a winner this past weekend, 24 to 7 against Virginia Tech, as the Blue Devils are now 7 and 3 on the football season in the first year of the Mike Elko era. Let's talk about that with my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. And Josh, you, you just always feel like Maybe this is going to be the week that we've got to go back and talk about another loss for the Duke football squad. But they just keep on winning, man. And all of a sudden, seven wins now with two games left to play. Yeah, three wins in a row uh, for this team. And to think that that's taking place in the month of November um, is, is uh, man, it's got to have Duke fans excited. Um, and, and this was uh, another game that, you know, I, I know they were two and seven. Uh, Virginia Tech was two and seven heading into this game. Uh, but at the end of the day, you still think it's Virginia Tech, you know, and, and who would have thought that we would have gone on a 24-0 run and held them scoreless from the 13-minute mark of the first quarter yeah. through the rest of the game. And so a, a really a, a methodical dominating performance by the Duke football team. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. you look at this one again, 24-7 the final score and the Associated Press, their headline for the contest Leonard accounts for three touchdowns to send Duke past Virginia Tech. Riley Leonard threw for two touchdowns and rushed for another as the Duke Blue Devils won their third straight game, topping Virginia Tech 24-7 on Saturday afternoon. We're going to get to Riley Leonard because he was really impressive. But in a lot of ways, how about that Duke defense? Oh, like man. you said, to give up that touchdown and then be like, you know what, let's not give up any more points the rest of the way. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, the touchdown – I mean, listen, when you're when you're in one-on-one man-to-man coverage on the outside, look, some of the, the best DBs in the world are going to get beat every now and then. It is what it is, and that's what happened. I mean, uh, Chandler Rivers, true freshman out there uh, on an island, and, uh, and and he got beat, and that's fine. Um, but the whatever Rob Smith had up his sleeve in that game plan absolutely worked. And, you know, obviously it's his job to kind of implement Mike Elko's defensive philosophy and scheme and he's done a really really good job of it i i don't know that our defense and the staff around our defense is getting enough credit i I don't know that we i I think we have a short-term memory here and i think we forget what this defense looked like 12 months ago and uh and so to see what they they did and shutting them down to holding them I believe under 270 or under uh, under 300. It was 270, 280, something like that. Total yards um, in this day and age, in this uh, type of college football environment, to hold hold a team under 300 yards, it was just it was just a dominating performance. And Brandon Johnson 
again, stuffing the stat sheet, uh, two sacks, and bringing some timely blitzes there, got to Grant Wells, and they never really had a chance. Yeah, Virginia Tech quarterback Grant Wells was 16 of 28 on the day for 177 yards, one touchdown, one interception, uh, 281 total yards for Virginia Tech. So 177 through the year, just 104 yards rushing allowed by that Duke defense. Virginia Tech was trying to run the football a good bit, and yet Duke was not going to have that happen whatsoever. 281, the total yardage for Virginia Tech. Duke accounted for 427 yards of offense. Yeah, I mean, and by the way, just to give the shout-out, I mentioned Chandler Rivers got beat on that one. Uh, Chandler Rivers is also the guy who was pressuring Grant Wells when he threw the pick that Shaka Hayward wound up getting. It was all because of the pressure that Rivers had on the edge when he brought the blitz there. So I want to make sure I give him credit, you know, no doubt. Uh, where, where it's due. But, yeah, I mean, Shaka Hayward, once again, uh, just steady leader, uh, led the team in tackles. It, it, it's a toss-up now each game. Is it going to be Darius Joyner? Is it going to be Shaka yeah. Hayward? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Brian from our podcast uh, said this to text us this morning and said that I believe they're within one tackle of each other uh, for the season, Darius Joyner and Shaka Hayward. And so, you know, uh, they're and very – into the year to be that close. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the defense has just been great, and we've been fortunate this year. I mean, of, of the injuries that have taken place on this team – None of them have come in those areas uh, on the defense where where we could not afford them. You know, secondary has been healthy. Defensive line, other than Anthony Nelson for a couple of games, but defensive line has been healthy. And <clears throat> so we, we've been able to sustain some injuries at, at, at uh, linebacker and still play through it because of our depth there. But yeah, just overall great performance by the defense. All right, and as we mentioned, the Associated Press, their headline for the story is about Riley Leonard and what he was able to do with that quarterback spot for Duke. We got to talk about QB1 for the Blue Devils, about Mr. Riley Leonard, and we're going to do that after our first time out here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils today is brought to you by our friends over at Nugenics. It's not your fault. As men age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man and can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Nugenics Total Tea contains man-boosting key ingredients like testophen. It has been validated in five clinical studies shown to boost free testosterone levels in men. Because Nugenics Total Tea boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will absolutely notice the distance. difference. While every product possesses quality, many other products use generic ingredients that are often far less than clinical grade. With Nugenics Total Tea, you get the same clinical potency levels used in the trials. Now, a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. Again, text COLLEGE to 231231. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, JJ Jackson, alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Josh, talk to me now. Riley Leonard, we mentioned the performance he had. He accounts for three more touchdowns on the day. Uh, another game where he has more passing touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. But nonetheless, he had a few of each, and Duke wins 24 to 7. 
thanks in large part to the play of the, their sophomore quarterback, Riley Leonard. Yeah, an efficient game uh, for Riley, looking at the numbers, you know, for sure. And we went into this game, and if you watched the game, you noticed in the first quarter we threw the ball a lot. Uh, and Coach Elko mentioned it was because uh, they were expecting, you know, Virginia Tech to sell it to the run. I mean, when you have a team like Duke second in the ACC in rushing, uh, you know you're going to see uh, people stacking the box. And and so they wanted to, to kind of establish the pass at the beginning. And, and it got us out to a slow start, um, to be honest with you, because we are – our identity is to run that football. Um, but Riley hit Jalen Calhoun a, f- a few times in the first quarter to kind of move the ball a little bit um, and kind of got his, his legs under him. I will say this. I believe Riley last couple of games has been a little um, not at, at his sharpest in some of the stuff, even in some of the catches. Jordan Moore had a couple of acrobatic catches this weekend um, that really should have hit him in, in the numbers and were thrown behind him. Uh, one of them resulted in a sweet uh, one-handed grab on a fourth down uh, there at late in the fourth quarter. Um, but all that to say, Riley's a gamer. Um, Riley loves the football in his hand. Riley loves being able to scramble and get out in the open. Um, they're like you mentioned the rushing touchdown, and then I mean the the two passing scores. Um, I mean the one to, to Nikki was obviously a beautiful play call, and then the pass to John Davis Robertson was a dime. I mean, it was beautiful, and that was the one that sealed the game. I mean, we were up 10 early in the fourth quarter. You don't think they're going to come back from 10 points down, especially judging by the way they had not moved the ball for two quarters. But still, um, that was the the, the, the game-sealing touchdown, and it was a beautiful ball from Riley Leonard. On the season now, Riley Leonard is up to uh, 2,113 yards on the year, 13 touchdowns to five interceptions. Again, the passing touchdown numbers are nowhere near overwhelming, nowhere near what you're seeing from that guy in Chapel Hill. But again, a 13 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio, considering the quarterback play that Duke has had over the last several seasons, absolutely what you would love to see from Riley Leonard, who only had one start coming into the season. And then you add the 10 rushing scores. Right. So, you know, you put his his, his actual – you know, offensive output is at 23 uh, compared to five, which is great. I mean, obviously, like you said, there's other people with gaudy numbers, and I'm not trying to even compare him to those to those people. Um, but for what Duke needed him to do this year, he's done exactly what they needed him to do, taking care of the football, gotten the ball in the end zone, um, you know, set up his running backs, Jordan Waters. And by the way, good to have Jalen Coleman back after four weeks out. Um, and, and, you know, really, it's, it's just been a, a beautiful thing to see um, Riley come in, like you mentioned, with one start under his belt, not many snaps. Come in this season, low expectations, and he has blown every single one of them out of the water. Really good stuff from him. And, and again, we've seen a, a good day for him on Saturday against Virginia Tech. Three total touchdowns, 262 yards passing. Did have the one interception to bring his season total up to uh, up to five on the year but still really impressive what we're getting out of him at quarterback. Yeah, regarding that interception, and I I feel like it's been this way on a couple of of his interceptions this year. I'm not quite sure. Every interception is, you know, it's it's not always the quarterback's fault. Um, And then it it is sometimes, so if we're fair. I don't know about this one. It almost looked like Riley threw the back shoulder throw and the receiver didn't break or stop his route to come back shoulder. 
Once again, maybe a miscommunication there. I don't know what it was. Maybe Riley made one read, wide receiver made the other read. But once again, this is not Riley Leonard like throwing the ball across the middle of the field right into the breadbasket of a linebacker. This is Riley Leonard throwing the ball to the outside in a one-on-one matchup. You know what I'm saying? And there's miscommunication. So those are the interceptions like you can handle. You can take those. When those happen, you go, okay, I understand why that happened. Um, The ones that make you scratch your head is when a quarterback is scrambling and tries to throw back across his body and, you know what I mean, and and throws it right into the the lap of of a linebacker or safety. He's not throwing those types of picks. And so I can live with a pick every now and then with him trying to make a play like that, like he did in the Virginia Tech game. Uh, 13 touchdown passes now on the year for Riley Leonard. Four of them uh, have been to tight end Nikki Dalmolin, who, again, Josh, only has 21 total catches on the year. And 20% of them, uh, he's had both feet in the end zone at the end of the play when it comes to a finish. So uh, Nikki Dalmolin in his junior season at that tight end spot, you know, it's a, it's a year where we're getting to see Noah Gray do cool things for the Kansas City Chiefs right now at that tight end position but Nicky Dalmolin doing some nice things uh, in the passing game for Duke as well. Well, he's basically another wide receiver. I mean, if you look at it that way, he's got the hands of a wide receiver. He's as fast as the wide receivers are, but he also can block, you know, and he can also seal that edge uh, for the running back room um, as well. So uh, Nicky's had a great season. Um, Would love to see, you know, the tight end get a little bit more involved on the, the number of catches because, like I said, I mean, he is reliable. Anytime the ball's anywhere near him, he's he's making that catch. Um, and, and then Cole Finney also providing depth in that in that line, uh, tight end room. We did see Nicky go out with an injury um, against Virginia Tech. He was in a walking boot after the game. Looks like it may be something with his ankle. And so we'll see if he'll be available. Uh, Coach Elko said in his presser on Monday uh, that they were hoping that he would be ready and available for this Saturday. So that's, that is something – uh, to keep our eye on because this is nothing against Cole Finney at all. Uh, but Nikki is Nikki Dalmolin and Cole Finney are, are different football players. And when Nikki is out there, it brings an element to the passing game that Cole does not necessarily bring naturally. Cole's probably a little bit, he is bigger. So Cole's probably a little bit more of your run block uh, kind of a guy. And so it might, you know, it might shift some things if Nikki can't go Saturday. But we'll we'll wait and see. Obviously, there's no injury report, and so we will find out yeah. Saturday at 12 noon. Yeah, no kidding. All right, well, uh, let's go ahead and we'll talk about that game coming up on Saturday and, and wrap up our show today here after our final timeout on Lockdown Blue Devils. Lockdown Blue Devils here today, once again, brought to you by our good friends and partners at Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Winding down today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, I'm JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk's Section 17 podcast. Uh, They've got the podcast up and running. You guys also have a website uh, that you keep updated rather frequently. Josh, tell us a little bit about all your content that you've got out there. 
Well, well, I mean, you are rocking a piece of the content uh, currently as uh, JJ, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, first thing you notice is that obviously I'm up uh, further north than JJ because I'm hooded sweatshirt ready to roll. Uh, JJ is rocking the Elko era t-shirt. Uh, looks like the charcoal gray, maybe yes, it yeah, is the charcoal gray Elko era t-shirt. Uh, you can pick that up at dukefootballtalk.com. We have our store there, and uh, those have been selling very well. And uh, I love the look of them. They're nice, uh, bold, bold kind of a shirt there. Uh, but we have our shop there. Then we do uh, five deep articles uh, where we talk to a player, get to know them a little bit better on kind of the personal side. Uh, we do helmet stickers after every game. So the four of us that host the podcast um, come on the website each week, and we give who we felt like deserved kind of a player of the game. Uh, in fact, this past week, one of our guys gave the helmet sticker to Rob Smith, the defensive coordinator, just for the effort that uh, the whole defense did. And so uh, you can interact with us there. We have a bowl predictions page now uh, where we keep updated, where we think we're going to go uh, bowling. And we know that every week that changes a little bit, depending on if Duke wins or Duke loses or right. whatever happens around the country. And so we try to keep our pulse on that because uh, we plan on heading to wherever they're going to be. And so we want to know where to get those plane tickets. I can't believe Rob Smith got a helmet sticker, man. Now, now no. I'm just picturing the defensive coordinator wearing a helmet himself. There you go, exactly. Off his, just to let the world see, I got one of these stickers too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right. So Saturday, uh, Duke takes on Pittsburgh on the road, uh, a noon Eastern start. You can watch the game on the ACC Network. And uh, you look at Vegas. We mentioned our good friends over at Bet Online. Pitt about a touchdown favorite over the Blue Devils going into this one. What's going to be important? What stands out to you about this matchup, Josh? Well, there's two things that stand out about this Pitt team, and they're related. Uh, the first one is their physicality. Um, they they dominate, um, you know, the physical portion of the game. Uh, defensive line, they get to the quarterback uh, tops in the country, um, at sacking the quarterback, um, and then that obviously that's in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. Um, and that leads to just a, a pretty stout rushing attack. Um, you know, I know Duke is is second in the ACC behind Florida State in rushing. Um, but I, I guess I should say this. They have a star running back in Israel Banikanda. Um, Just an incredible guy. He is. Uh, um, He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. 17 touchdowns, 1,200, to, uh, 1200 rushing yards. Um, so that's what makes them tick. I mean, they like to get to the quarterback and they like to run the football. Um, and so for Duke, it's going to be – it's one of those those cha physical challenges. Hey, Mike Elko goes to his guys and says, listen, David Feely's been – had you guys in the weight room since January. You've been working. You've been, you've been getting bigger and faster and stronger, and we've been preparing for a game like this. So Coach Elko told us Monday in his press conference that this will be the most physically complete team on both sides of the football that they'll face all year. And so that that's what we're looking at in, in Pitt. It's going to be, you know, can we control the line of scrimmage on both sides? Meaning, can we keep them away from Riley? Because we've done a great job of that. And then can we get, can we stop the run? Um, and if we put the pressure on Slovis, he's looked a little better here recently, but if we can put the pressure on, on Kenny Slovis to have to lead that team with his arm, I think we'll be okay. If we allow that team to grind it out and a Banacanda rushes for three or four touchdowns, like that's going to be a difficult road to hoe. 
once again, it's a noon Eastern kickoff. They're Pitt, the home team. Duke taking on Pitt. You can watch the game on the ACC network. Yeah, not on ba- not on Bally Sports. Yeah, on ACC, ACC network. network. Yes, go. and uh, and then we'll be able to watch Duke basketball tomorrow night as well. Another Duke men's basketball game coming up there on Friday. Josh, as always, it's so much fun to chat with you each and every week. If people want more details and thoughts about this pit game, they can go listen right now to that Section 17 podcast. And uh, what's the best way to support your podcast, man? Yes, the, it's the same way to support yours, right? It's to uh, get to Apple and give a five-star rating and review. Uh, as you mentioned often, those algorithms, uh, for some reason, love those written reviews. And so if you'll leave just a quick written review, and, and this is what we say on our podcast, if, if we earned it, give it to us, right? If yeah. we've earned it, give it to us. If we haven't earned it, that's fine. Ignore it and move on. But we, if we've earned it, give it to us. And then on Spotify, you can now leave uh, uh, ratings. Um, and so leave us a five-star rating there. That would be a big help. And then as with both of our podcasts, Locked on Blue Devils and the Section 17 podcast, Listen, if you got a friend that's a Duke football fan, Duke athletics fan, shoot them a link. Hey, have you have you ever checked out this podcast? Yeah. That would be that'd be Simple awesome. Text, Organic man. growth, man, yeah. is, is really really good. That's what we absolutely love. That's for sure. Well, Josh, thank you so much for the time once again, as always, and I'll talk to you next week. Okay. All right, go Duke, JJ. Go Duke, indeed. That's our good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section Seventeen Podcast joining us here on the show. Please continue to support the work that he and those guys do and continue to uh, listen and watch Lockdown Blue Devils each and every day as well. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Help us get towards 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year, the big goal that we're out there chasing. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.